0: Hey, this is Brad Johnson, quarterback in the NFL for 17 years, Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, grateful to be a part of this podcast. I only touch greatness. The number one sports podcast in Vancouver with Ryan
1: Hayes and Big Mike. Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Ryan never stopped. I only touch greatness podcast.
2: Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Are taking over the podcast scene in
1: Vancouver. Get down down. Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. To the Brad Johnson.
0: Brad Johnson. Touchdown! Wide open! Jack West. Jack West green. But going to Frank Murphy it was under a minute. First series they punted, but the next seven they would score. Even against the blitz, he dumps it off to Aaron Stecker, who stacks it for 35 yards and a touchdown. 21.
1: the five, Second down goal. Brad
2: Johnson
0: trying to close a to What I tell you, Scott? Be, you know, at least the son? the at a Johnson. And that, and that back foot is gonna plant and he's gonna see Dave Moore is right there. Watch it, boom, he gives a little fight and then fats it right in there. That was in that window. That was the first was a throw. Closing. You see that little move, just kind of a
1: little out and in, or stop and go, or whatever. He could step up, he could look, he
0: could see, he had a lane to throw, and he could step up and throw it. <laughs> blitz going. Right. But they got to hit up the blitz. You have to do them in a row without editing RAM and those kind of things. I just put it out there. Honestly, Kevin, I like I get exercise from it. And hopefully everyone is something different. How long does it actually take to master these amazing shots? It's a newfound fame for Brad who's now getting noticed more for his videos than his professional football career. The convenience store and some guys they call you TikTok man, right? <laughs> Even his former teammates have become fans. They want my hat, and the whole team wants hats. You know, everybody's checking out what is he
2: So Brad, uh, born and raised in Georgia, I believe if my stats are correct. Uh, can you tell us a little about your childhood and uh, what sports you played? And uh, did you did you only excel at football?
0: Yeah, I actually was born in I was born in Marietta, Georgia. But I grew up in Black Mountain, North Carolina, near Asheville, Western Carolina. So I grew up. Uh, my dad ran summer camps called Camp Ridgecrest and Crest Ridge, and um, camps were full of um, basketball and archery and horseback and Two square, four square, and I grew up with a ball in my hands, uh, competing, playing dodgeball, anything, play sports. So I grew up in that, and my dad coached me and and all my youth, my youth teams of football, baseball, and basketball, and and just love sports. My mom was a PE teacher, then later became a assistant principal. But uh, I grew up playing sports all over the place.
1: Who really inspired you to get into the game?
0: I think both my my, my parents. They, uh, they love playing tennis and golf, and obviously my dad ran the summer camp, so I always had somebody to play with. I always had somebody to compete with, and usually they were, those people were bigger than me or, or someone took me under the wing, one of those kind of things. So I think just watching my parents um, and my dad, he coached high school sports and coached teams and, and those kind of things. And so I think they – not just sports, but I think they, they instilled the, the – you know, what it was to work at something, to start something, to finish something, to be a part of something, to, and, and, and how good can you be at it? So I think, you know, as my dad would say, you know, if you're shooting, you know, how many free throws you'll make out of 10? Well, maybe I can make eight. Well, why not make 10? Well, why, why are you shooting just 10? Well, let's see how many you can make out of 100, you know, and then, well, let's do the 100 after you've run. Go run two miles and see how you do then. So there's always a challenge, always a goal, those kind of things.
2: Okay, and uh, kind of coming up the ranks, who would you say you kind of looked up to in the football field-wise?
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's really weird. I, I wear the number 14, and and basketball is my favorite sport, and this is what I wanted to play in college and pros. I actually played two years of college basketball at Florida State, but, you know, I, I really wanted to choose basketball, but I thought I had more potential in football. And So the guy at that time in high school that everyone was kind of, they were grooming or hoping I could be like would be the guy that was prototypical six foot five, two hundred twenty five foot quarterback was a guy named Vinny Testaverde, one of oh, the yeah? at University of Miami ended up having an over twenty year career. So and I told Vinny multiple times that I wore number fourteen because because of him and really kind of inspired me to kind of keep my dream of playing football alive. And uh, what
1: are you doing right now with your time and or where are some short time. Short short term goals that you're working on right
0: now. Yeah, I live in Athens, Georgia, and uh, my, we my wife and I we've been married for 23 years now, and uh, we have two boys, Max and Jake, and both of them now are uh, Max. He's the older he's the older one. He's playing quarterback at Tex a and and Jake he just enrolled as a freshman, and uh, so they're rooming together, playing together. So I've coached all their youth teams, middle school teams, high school teams, and those kind of things. So. Uh, we just got through a three-year run of like 35-5, and five, went to two state championships, got beat in the finals in both of those years, but but had a great run. I spent my, my, a lot of my time helping younger quarterbacks now and just how good can they be, whether it's a middle school starter or maybe a, a JV player or a kid trying to get a all-conference or all-state or trying to get a scholarship. So I spent a lot of time with a lot of different quarterbacks uh, in the area. Okay, okay.
2: And uh, obviously after your Florida State uh... – for university, for yourself. Uh, you headed into the NFL draft. Uh, bring us back to that day when you were drafted uh, 227th overall.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. At Florida State, I, d- I really didn't play very much. I only started uh, uh, started six games my junior year, started one game my senior year. I was playing behind my best friend, who was Casey Weldon at the time, and uh, he was running up to the Heisman. So the chance of me getting drafted were pretty slim. I did go to the combine and thought I had a great combine and those kind of things, but... You just don't know who's watching you, who's evaluating you. And um, the, I thought the New York Giants were going to draft me. And by the fourth or fifth round, they said they're looking for a guy that they could play behind uh, – they could groom behind Jeff Hostetler and Phil Simms. So I thought that was my spot. And uh, they, uh, the Giants actually ended up drafting Kent Graham out of Ohio State. And later that summer, they drafted a guy named Dave Brown in the supplemental draft. So after that, I didn't think I'd get chosen. To be honest with you, friend of mine Atlanta Falcons at that time. named Dave Kempo. and he said, Brad, if no one d- brings you in, that was 12 rounds. No one brings you in. We'd like to, do, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to bring you in as a free agent. And I said, No, nah, I think I'm gonna go back to Oklahoma and be a school teacher. And uh, I didn't know how the free agency period worked at that time. But, um, but in the ninth round, 227th pick, I was the 14th quarterback pick of that draft uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. The guy that drafted me was a guy named uh, Jack Burns, who actually recruited me. In high school from the University of Louisville. So I tell people, never burn your bridges. You never know who's watching or evaluating.
2: It worked out for you. I mean, uh, you had a short little stint there with Minnesota, backing up Gannon, Moon, Cunningham. I guess it was hard to get on the field with those guys there.
0: My first three years, I was behind Rich Gannon. Um, later became MVP of the league, and we actually played against each other in the Super Bowl. Then the next year, was the quarterback, Jim McMahon, who won a Super Bowl with um, – Chicago Bears, and then Warren Moon came in. I was behind him for uh, two or three years, then finally got my chance to play. And um, so, really, the, I tell people a lot of times it's harder to to get that opportunity to, to play than it is to be more successful when you do get that chance to play. So, that, well, what I'm telling you, it's just hard to get in there, whether you almost have to be a high draft pick, a first or second round pick, or you need that starter to, to not play well or get hurt. And so for me, that's kind of what happened with Warren Moon. He, uh, he got hurt, and I got my chance to play. I was ready. I was in a contract year, then, then I kind of ran off with it. So you, you have to have a lot of things go your way uh, just to get that opportunity to be the guy.
2: And then now I know you headed over to Europe to play in that World League. What was that like?
0: It was cool for me because, you know, I told you I didn't play. I didn't get to play very much at Florida State, and things just didn't work out well for me there. But. Um, and then my first three or four years in the pros, I was just backing up. I didn't get many snaps uh, in the game, not alone practice. So I, the league it, it went extinct, like, I think in 1989. It came back in 1995, I believe it was. It's just a chance for me to go be a starter, go ch- a chance to go make plays, make mistakes, be the leader of the team, and play a 10-game, 10-game schedule in the spring. So I loved it. Uh, we played against uh, Amsterdam. Barcelona, Frankfurt, Dusseldorf, and Scotland. So six teams were over there. Um, it was just a great chance to play.
1: Mike, oh. shoot another
0: one.
2: Yeah, sure. Good ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, can you bring us back to your first NFL touchdown and do you still have the ball?
0: Yeah, my, my very first touchdown pass um, it was pretty cool. Um, I got to take you back to the week before, honestly. Uh, because it was the last preseason game uh, in Minnesota, the fourth preseason game, and I, I went 20 for 25 for 225 yards and threw four interceptions, and they were all in the red zone. We lost 10-9, to nine, I thought and my dad ended up being a snuck. He just kind of surprised me. The game was down in New Orleans. He surprised me, and I thought the Vikings were going to cut me after that game, and, and uh, but the very next week, the first game of the season, uh, Warren Moon got. He was the starter. He got hurt, and when he got hurt, you could hear pin drop when I came in the game because <laughs> they thought, you know, there's no way I should even be on the team. And uh, but the way it worked out, um, came in the game, uh, had to come from behind, win in the fourth quarter through a touchdown pass. Our very first touchdown pass was to uh, Chris Carter. Uh, the play was called change right, base right, zero eighty six. F flat. I kind of scrambled up in the pocket, hit him on a post route. And um, then I took the game ball, which was my first touchdown pass, gave, gave the ball to my dad, sitting in the stands. Uh, so it's pretty cool. He was there with me in my toughest moment, and then he was there with, with me in one of my greatest moments.
2: Awesome. Sweet. And, I mean, throwing to a legend like that, too, for your first touchdown, that's crazy.
0: It's pretty awesome. I threw, I threw Chris Carter – I threw him my, fir- my very first touchdown pass, and I threw Chris Carter and Tim Brown their 100th touchdown pass, which no quarterback has ever done that before. And that through Randy Moss, that through him, his first touchdown pass, uh, through Champ Bailey, his first catch, and through Warren Sapp, his first touchdown uh, catch. So, And that through my own self my own first touchdown catch. So been a part of some neat plays along the way. Played with some great receivers.
2: I was just going to bring that up. I know you're uh, one of two to ever do that, uh, throw themselves a touchdown pass. That must have been pretty cool.
0: It was. I was the first one to do it. Uh, yeah. the play. We, we I was playing for uh, Minnesota Vikings, playing against Carolina Panthers, and Play was called a uh, far left slot uh, spear rip down. So basically, we we're on the three yard line. I was throwing a stick route to our tight end, and uh, the ball got batted up. It came back to me. I knew we were still in field goal range. A lot of times you would bat the ball down so they get intercepted. We we're still in field goal range. You cannot throw two double passes forward. And then I scrambled around, dove in the end zone, and it's just a, it was a cool play. At the time, it was just a touchdown. But when after the game, they said, Hey, it counts as a touchdown pass touchdown catch, and um, it counted for 12 points in fantasy football, won an ESPN yeah. award for play of the year. So it's just a cool play to be a part of it. So those things are just hard to be close enough to end zone to kind of be to be able to score after a deflection like that.
1: You play Absolutely. fantasy football?
0: I never have played fantasy football, no. I think no.
1: hmm. uh, so you, you knew that stat pretty good, so I assumed you did.
0: <laughs> yeah, and- yeah.
2: And uh, what was it like uh, playing with Warren Sapp and Elstad, two of my favorites?
0: Yeah, I played uh, – when I played in Minnesota and played in Washington, I played against Tampa Bay a bunch. Um, so – and I had a lot of friends, you know, guys at, at Florida State, uh, Dare Brooks and Dexter Jackson, Ward Dunn, who were teammates at Florida State. But then I played against all those guys so many times. And then, you know, I became a free agent. And then I just started would be a great, great fit. Great, a lot of great friends there. I had a lot of respect for their game, and I uh, felt like we could win it We could win it together.
1: Hey, while well, you were at Florida State, were you there? Actually, no. I was thinking you were there with uh, The Rock, but no, The Rock, he went to my, Miami. He was
0: in Miami. We actually played against him, but he wasn't playing, and I wasn't playing. <laughs>
1: okay. But
0: you could actually find a game. Uh, it was actually the uh, 19, uh, 1987 game. It was, it was the Well, we went for two points at the end of the game, and uh, we missed it to beat them. But if you can go back on that game, the TV copy, you'll actually see the rock on the sidelines. And um, from Miami, he was – the TV came around, he was screaming, hi, Mom, hi, Mom. Like, he was, you know, like (laughs) – so he became a uh, a guy sitting off the bench just saying, hi, Mom, happy to be on TV to being a great movie star.
1: Yeah, I probably awesome. I probably had my stats wrong. I thought that SAP was forcing him out of a job.
0: I'm not sure. I don't. Um, I'm not sure what happened there. Okay.
1: Okay. And uh, SAP
0: was SAP was after the Rock. He was after yeah, the Rock.
1: but like pushing him. SAP was like pushing the Rock to do, uh, for his position. SAP was better. And uh, bring
2: us back to uh, probably the biggest game in your life, the Super Bowl, uh, and your win over the Raiders.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty incredible thing. I mean, there's only been 35 quarterbacks to have ever won it. Uh, there's been, uh, I think, 12 or 13 guys that have won it multiple times. There's 46 presidents. There's 66 guys that have won the Masters, and there's like over 125 Derby, Kentucky Derby winners. So not many guys have ever won it. And going, coming out of high school in 1987, um, that was when the great Phil Simms for the New York Giants he beat um, the great John Elway for the Denver Broncos. He went 22 for 25, and after the game, he said, I'm going to Disney World, and it's just pretty cool. That was the first time that ever happened that commercial came out. So 16 years later, I'd, I'd been – for all those years, I'd watched the Super Bowl on TV been at some party and eating chips and dips and all those kind of things and watching it, and then you play in the NFL. And I, but my whole life, I've never won my last game of the season. i never won a state championship, never won the national championship, and that's the dream. That's the goal. But I was paired up with a great team, had great coaches. I went through a long year of just ups and downs and battles and just, just the fight. And just the, the, what happened, uh, to be able to play in that game is pretty incredible. Um, I remember Celine Dion singing God Bless America, the Dixie Chicks singing the National Anthem, and Don Shula and Bob Greasy and Larry Zonka doing the coin flip. And, and all of a sudden, you're in this game. And um, so it's pretty incredible playing against the Oakland Raiders. Um, you know, playing against an old teammate, mine and Rich Cannon. And uh, so just had a great respect for him and their team. And then we just kind of got hot that day when we won 31. And then after the game, I was confetti was falling on my face and I was holding my son Max, who's uh, two years old at the time. My wife, Nick, was seven and a half months pregnant with her other son Jake. And I said, I'm going to Disney World. You know, it's pretty, pretty incredible, very surreal. Pinch myself every time it's I uh, get to talk about it.
2: Absolutely, and I, I remember that game vividly, and uh, that defense you guys had. I mean, you guys had a good offense, but your yeah. guys' defense was one of the best ever.
0: No doubt about it. We've had three of those guys make Hall of Fame, and John Lynch and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks, and hopefully two other guys will have a chance at it with Rondé Barber and Simeon Rice. But there are a lot of other great, great players on that defense. But offensively, we we had some stars on our team with Allstott and Keyshawn Johnson and Keenan McCardell and. Joe Jaravicious and Michael Pittman. I mean, the list goes on. So, but it's just a great, great team, and uh, we got hot at the right time of the year. And uh, it's just hard to, it's hard to win one of those things. It's hard to get a first down in the NFL. It's hard to, it's hard to score a touchdown. It's hard to win a game, and to be able to achieve the ultimate goal of winning all, it takes takes uh, all hands on deck. So it's pretty incredible. How do you?
2: was Gramatica the kicker on that team, too? He's yeah. one of my favorite
0: kickers. Yeah. Yeah, Martin Gramatica, he was the kicker. Oh, man, he was he was money. They called him Automatica Gramatica. You know what I mean? It was – Yeah. He, uh, and he'd always celebrate with big, you know, big clutch uh, kicks.
1: you remember how you calmed the butterflies before the Super Bowl?
0: You know, honestly, I, I think I was excited to play, but I, I think, to be honest with you, I was pretty calm. I really was. I mean, you know, by that – you know, at that time of the year, you played – four preseason games and 16 regular game seasons and a couple playoff games. Like you're just, you almost, it's, it's, it's late January. Like you're almost tired. You're fatigued, like from the season, but you're just like, it's just play. It's just another game. It's just another game until the game's after until the game ends. And when it ends, then you realize that, you know, how enormous it really is of winning it and confetti falling on your face and having a parade back in your hometown. And, Carrying the Lombardi Trophy around, it's, it's pretty it's pretty amazing to be a part of that. But at the time, I don't think I was nervous. I think I was just excited to play and kind of live out my dream.
2: Did you have any uh, uh, pregame rituals or routines you would follow before your games?
0: You know, I, I did. I mean, usually I'd always wake up in the morning and I'd read my playbook. I'd spend about an hour, hour and a half reading my, going through my playbook. And then usually I'd read my playbook on the bus, and then I'd go through my playbook again. But that day I broke, I broke, I broke it. I didn't ride, I didn't, I didn't read my playbook on the way on the bus. I said, I was just gonna enjoy the ride. Cause I'd already put so much time into that playbook. And so what was really cool about the ride was there was, we were in San Diego. There were six lanes on this free, on this part of the freeway and six lanes over here. So 12 lanes, there were no cars. It was just a police escort. And I, and I, it was really, it was just very surreal. And I remember, I'd never seen myself play on TV. That was before uh, DVD and DVRs yeah. and whatever they are. I mean, the only time I'd ever seen my plays, see myself play, was actually you know whether it was on the news or <laughs> you know or, or um, the 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 coaches tape. So yep. I remember calling a friend of mine, "Hey, can you record the game?" Sitting there riding on the on the on the on the bus. So didn't realize all the highlights and stuff would be made later and be able to watch it. Uh, but you know, it's just an incredible moment to be a part of that ride on that bus ride and going to that stadium and to be, uh, be in that kind of, you know, that kind of atmosphere moment. Yeah. And who uh,
2: who started the nickname Check Down Charlie?
1: And when did that I'm start? not sure. Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Okay. How was the Super Bowl party after, like, the parade? Yeah,
0: yeah. The party was really pretty cool. After the game, um, we go back to the hotel. And, um, the game was a three, it was a three o'clock game in San Diego. So the game was over six. And I remember after the game, did a bunch of interviews and in the, in the, uh, <laughs> outside, the, uh, outside the stadium. And then, and when I came back, actually the buses were leaving cause I was out there <laughs> so long. So as my wife and I and my marketing manager, which was Brian Lammy, uh, we had to hitchhike a ride for a ride back home. And some people came by, we had, Hey, can we get a ride back? And then, we ended up stopping, stopping at Circle K and bought a 12-pack of Coors Light and then went back to the team hotel. There's a big party there. It was awesome because you really got to celebrate with your family, your friends. I had about 20 close friends and family that were there and celebrated uh, probably at about 1.30 in the morning. And then I remember putting on my jersey because I wanted to wake up smelling like a champ the next day. So I slept <laughs> in my jersey. I had an interview at 4 o'clock in the morning with uh, Robin Williams uh, – Robin. I think it was a Robin Williams, Robin Roberts. And, um, and they had a six 30 flight to Disney and then, uh, went to, and Anah- I went did the Jay Leno show that night, Monday, Monday night. And they caught all night, caught the red eye back to Tampa on Monday night, Tuesday morning, did the parade in Tampa, then caught another red eye back to Hawaii for the pro bowl. So it was a wild three days. I don't think I slept very much, uh, during that time.
2: Sweet. That's yeah. awesome. And then, uh, the two-time Pro Bowls, I was going to say, uh, what's it like playing in those games? And uh, obviously winning the quarterback challenge against like Brady, Garcia, Hasselback, Brunel. That must have been pretty cool too.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think playing in the Pro Bowl is pretty cool, but I'll be honest with you, the Super Bowl is the, is the ultimate because it's not a vote. Of course. It's not a vote. It, it's You earn it. You win it. You know, the Pro Bowl, it's a vote. And uh, so I felt like I should win it five times. only went twice. So I didn't get voted the other three times. but. But it's an honor to play with those other great players and going and playing in that game. And uh, we played it in Hawaii, I got my family and some close friends with us, so we kind of got to celebrate the season that we had. And then the quarterback challenge was—I uh, I was in the quarterback challenge three times and I won it once. And it was pretty cool, uh, just to say, you. You know, they had different, they had like four different events and stuff like that. But but to win it was pretty cool just to kind of put that on the resume too. Yeah, that was when the. Well, now they've moved the Pro Bowl
1: to the bye week, correct? Yeah,
0: so they good. did. Yeah, the yeah. Pro Bowl is after. It was always after the Super Bowl. Yeah, now, so. yeah, we only had one week in between our Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game, but now there's two weeks, and then they play that Pro. I don't. I don't even know if they play a game anymore. I think it's more like two hand touch. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to go in
0: Hawaii? You know what we? You know the coolest thing we did. We actually took a helicopter ride. Okay. It was really cool. And that's I guess they, they talked about that's where they made Hawaii Five-0 and Jurassic yeah. Park and then took the took the helicopter ride. Right, and you're seeing I don't know how volcanoes. how these, these volcanoes water thousand foot waterfalls, whatever it was. It was just it was peaceful, it was really it was just pretty cool, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm heading and, uh, there. It was beautiful. I'm heading there in a couple weeks. That's why I was yeah. seeing if you had any suggestions. Yeah.
0: We were actually at a hotel, so I didn't really get the same thing besides um. Iolani hotel was where we were, but, but taking that helicopter ride, that was, that was amazing.
1: Yeah. And okay. I've seen the stadium. We drive into it in Honolulu on your way to Waikiki. So the stadium's right there.
2: Like and sure. uh,
1: Yeah. Back to uh, Max and Jake, uh, must be
2: pretty cool for you having them both on the same team and playing for Texas A&M this year. Are you going to be attending many of the games?
0: Yeah. it's. I mean, I've coached Max and Jake, you know, all the way through their, you know, since they're seven, eight years old, and all their peewee teams, the middle school teams, and high school teams. And so it's really cool for them to play again, play with each other once again. And um, yeah, we'll be at all the games at college station. We, we'll go to all the games, my wife and I. So it's pretty awesome that uh, Max wears number 14, Jake wears number 19. Jake's a tight end. So, uh, so it'd be fun to watch them hook up.
2: Hopefully, there's some Johnson & Johnson touchdowns.
0: There will be. There will be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. If you're having a dream dinner, and you can invite three other famous people. Who would you uh, want to invite? Dead or alive. Dead, dead or alive.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, my basketball, my bas- my favorite basketball guy growing up, uh, just athletes. athletes, was uh, Larry Bird. Okay. So I'd say Larry Bird. I'd say Chris Mullen was my other second favorite basketball player. And then I'd probably say uh, Joe Montana. Those are my Sweet. three guys. Great.
2: Sweet. So, uh, do you watch much NFL anymore these days? And uh, are you still a Bucks fan?
0: Yeah, I watch. I watch all the NFL games. I don't keep up with like I don't keep up with all the fantasy football stats and those kind of things. But, but I love watching just good football. Situational football. I don't really. Cheer, I don't really cheer for just one particular team. I choose for. I just cheer for good football. I like to yep. watch all quarterbacks play and you know see how the games kind of change. So, um, but I, yeah, I,
1: I watch all those games though. I'm a Seahawks fan, so we're on the rebuild right now.
0: They are. They are. And I'm
1: a,
2: I'm a Bengals fan. I've been a Bengals fan for 33 years. I've been waiting for this. So last year we finally made it
0: and
1: then I think we're going to win one here in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, that was a fun year for you guys. It's it the was. first
1: time he's, it's the first time he's got to be happy about football in years and I'm going <laughs> this, is the, this is the first time I'm having to feel shitty about next season.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and uh obviously during covid uh you became uh the tiktok superstar with all your trick shots uh how did you how do you like the tiktok
0: i've enjoyed it you know uh when i first got on tiktok i actually started making a lot of videos of like workout videos and my playing career and those kind of things then i started making all these trick shots on tiktok and um what i've tried to do with it a little bit different with my trick shots i've tried it's not just one shot it's usually a a sequence a, a multiple of three, four, maybe five shots in a row with a basketball or football. I did some cool ones with a corner pocket, second pole, throwing from the corner of the end zone, hitting the second pole, hit it five times in a row. It was like it was one of them crazy. It was like it'll never happen again. One of those deals. So, but I, I've done a lot of those basketball, football videos. I've had fun with it and, and uh, shared it with everybody. So hopefully, everyone's they kind of laugh with it and have fun with it. and oh, I love the it! I always wear. This yeah. is the big bad Brad hat right here, and yeah, then yeah. Um, it's got the Super Bowl logo on it and all that kind of stuff. But this thing, I'm getting ready to make a. Um, I'm probably going to have to do one TikTok where I kind of uh, glass case the uh, the hat. It's been it's been through a lot of. It's been sweaty. It's had a lot of great shots to it, so it may be time to retire. And bring out a new hat.
2: That's awesome, and uh, I watch all those videos. I love it. So keep up the content, man, because it's awesome. People love that shit.
0: And I've well, had fun with it, yeah. Uh, so hopefully I get some – some, some, uh, I'm trying to break a world record here, I'll be honest with you. So I'm trying to do – hopefully I get this one set out here in the next uh, week or so. If I do, you'll kind of see it. It's, it's actually shoot, shooting two basketballs for a minute. Uh, so hopefully you get to see that here pretty soon. Whew.
1: Wow. Uh, what was your, your favorite stadium you ever played in?
0: You know, probably the coolest one, honestly. I mean, I didn't like playing there in December, but – but actually, yeah. I mean, obviously, going to, to Lambeau Field. I mean, just all the history to it, and then the stadium's actually grown. When I first went there, the locker rooms were terrible. I mean, it was cement floors. Uh, they they only had one commode. They had, they, you didn't have any place to hang your clothes. Like it was just like it was worse than high school lockers. You know what I mean, lockers. But then, but then it's grown. It's beautiful now. The way they've done the stadium, they bolted in all the names and the history of players and stuff. It just. It's really a cool place. And then after the games, I'd always kind of sneak out. Uh before we got I'd always sneak out to some tailgate party and have a couple of brats and a couple of beers and those kind of things. So after games. But I uh, I love playing I love playing in Green Bay though.
2: Sweet. Sweet. Hey Brad, I just want to uh thank you so much uh, for taking the time for us and coming on and chatting with us. Uh we've been big fans of you for a long time and uh I watched all Max's games last year with LSU and I'll uh, continue to watch his games this
1: year with Texas A&M. So I appreciate you taking the time. We'd love to get him on sometime.
0: Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate you reaching out. So look forward to it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I would love to have you on down the road again one other time.
0: All right. Sounds great. Just reach out to me.
1: Yeah. One sure. last one, thing. Thing, uh, one last
2: thing. Uh, what we do is this is all off air. This is all edited. Uh, what we do is we just add like a little drop to the start of the video. So could you basically just introduce yourself, this name, Super Bowl champ, uh, and, and you're coming on I Only Touch Greatness podcast. And if you wanna if you wanna put in your TikTok so we can bring more people there, that'd be sweet too.
0: Only Touch Greatness pro, uh, podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's on my name if yeah. you need to read it.
0: Okay, I got it. You good? Yep. Yeah.